Hi everybody, it's Jay. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you about something happening this Saturday. This weekend, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour is doing its first live episode on Twitch to celebrate the 20th anniversary of our first viral video. And we're raising money for Dan's cat Skeeter, who has FIP. FIP is normally a deadly disease, but they're keeping her alive with experimental drugs that are very expensive, so you can donate during and after the live stream. We figured why not try to raise some money with the one thing we know, which is comedy. Just visit twitch.tv forward slash dgomiller. That's twitch.tv forward slash d-g-o-m-i-l-l-e-r. This Saturday, October 9th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We hope to see you there. And in the meantime, if you want to donate, you can check out bit.ly forward slash saveskeeter. That's bit.ly forward slash s-a-v-e-s-k-e-e-t-e-r. Now, on with the show. Welcome, welcome everyone mm-hmm. to the Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Herman von Sherman. I work at the Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour archives now. I am the assistant curator, and so they asked me to introduce myself. So here I am. I am Herman von Sherman, the assistant curator at the Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour archives. Herman, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank I didn't think you, you know. You're, you're, I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but you, you you come off as a little meek, and so I wouldn't normally uh, assume you'd actually be interested in doing something like this. Oh, it's been my dream ever since I was but a small child. Mm-hmm. When you were fans of our grand our grandfathers or something, yeah, or I've been a fan for quite some time, but mm-hmm. I'm just glad to be able to help make history. I mean. I mean, you're part of a podcast, uh, sort of in the background, so I guess that's kind of... That's true, yeah. Yeah. If oh, thanks. Uh, I, I need to go back to filing. Thank you guys for you just letting for me introduce that. myself. You're, wel- you're welcome, Herman von Sherman. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Good, good, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, God. Was that your idea to bring him in this week? Uh, I, I thought that was our curator's idea, sort of. I feel like we don't need to micromanage his employees. That's really on him. I guess that's true, but it just like to to I guess to overstep in in such a way that it actually interferes with the product we're making is a little weird. It's a little like observer effect. Maybe I don't in podcast it's, it's form. To, it's hard to know. Mm. And I don't believe observer effect has been solidly proven, but I'm just saying in this case it seems pretty clear that pretty seems solid. They ruined solid the podcast. There. Yeah, it's fine though. See. I ruined the mm-hmm. podcast by singing Nutsack. To the tune of you Love do. Shack. You do. You do and that then, quite often. In and fact, then acting all like the I didn't want that to be the opening, and then you said we'd have to redo anyway. it, and I did it again anyway because exactly. If there's one thing I need and want in this world, it's attention. So yeah, it's true. And I That's got a it. fact. Yeah. I yeah, you did. I got you it. Got it. You, you nailed it. You nailed the attention from Herman von Sherman, assistant yeah. curator. Is that what yeah. his title was? Okay, yep. good. These are things I should know. I'm after all. I'm signing the checks. Are you? I don't know who signs the checks. I'm assuming these people get paid. I don't I don't know how this works. It might be a volunteer position. I'm not really sure anymore. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. That would save us some cashola. I mean, look, we, we do we do okay. All right? We do pretty yeah. well. I mean, the accountant handles all the work, really, if exactly. you think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got him one of those stamps with our signatures on it, and he just yeah. kind of takes care of things. Mm-hmm. He's got a big stamp also that says approved for, like... Even though I don't think there's anything we've ever had to approve or decline or not approve, but I yeah. wanted him to have that big stamp to feel special. It's always good to have a big approved stamp. Mm-hmm. Just write a big pile of, of unrelated papers, but you just pound it, and that signifies that the next scene is happening. Exactly. 
and then everybody walks away happy or sad if it's declined, but it's always approved. That's the one thing. That's we thing, believe yeah. in positivity at our organization. Yeah, we didn't actually get him a decline stamp. It's only approved. No. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, we should point out that we are COVID safe in the archive. Uh, most of the work is done remote, and that which is not remote is done with social distancing, masking it's pretty. It's pretty easy with how large the archives are and how yeah. few people are actually maintaining them. Yeah, they uh, down there again. We're not in control of this, but uh, many of the archivists uh, have uh, executed a, a hundred foot distance policy. That is, it's mm -hmm. not six feet there; it's a hundred feet. Uh, six masks minimum, if I remember correctly. Last time I went in there, I had some difficulty breathing. If I'm honest, I, I don't like to complain about masks, but six was a lot. Was right, a lot. but we want to make sure everyone is safe, and that's what's yep. important. Mm -hmm. I had like three and ninety-eight masks, which I didn't even know existed, but they exist, and. They are made of like denim, which is weird because you would think denim wouldn't be, but it's it's thick. It's stylish too. They were bleached, for they're bleached jean masks. Yes, yeah. They basically look like very nineties. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty cool. It's kind of, kind of Matthew expect uh, Bruce Springsteen to wear. Exactly right. Thank you. You get it. You get yeah. it. Yeah. The mask is a boss. Did you say a mask is a boss? Is that what you said? The mask is a boss. The mask is a boss. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because, well, I mean, the man is the boss. But sure. I feel like in in comparison, uh -huh. the mask is a boss. So one of, yeah, okay. But he is the upper, we know that he's, the Frank boss. Sinatra, though, was chairman of the board. Does that just mean that he was just kind of like a, it was like symbolic a symbolic? I feel like that's like thing. two levels above, right? Because mm -hmm. you got the boss, but then you got the chairman. Right. Uh-huh. Right, and then you got the presidents of the United States, which are above that. That's true. That's a very good point. Wow, I didn't realize there was such a musical hierarchy, and that that was yeah. actually they actually just upon. named their bands after wow. where they belong. That's amazing. That's impressive. Really, we are nowhere on that list um, because we're not in the music game, guys. We're in the comedy game, which is why we're talking about a sketch, mm, sketch, uh, sketch thing that we I mean, shot. It's, a, it's as much a sketch as anything we yeah. did. Yeah. It shot by Mike. Um, Had some interesting cinematography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it is yet another. I'm going to give us a lot of credit uh, for our fake hits and our and our and our commitment to falling and getting fake getting hit. <laughs> yeah, there was. I was definitely a time where I'm like, why am I just so wildly swinging a hammer? Yeah, yeah. And I, I was. And cringing. I'm, I'm guessing. I, I would bet from the angle it was at. I think it was actually probably not close at all, but just right, right. Just knowing how our pasts have been yep. involving yep. Uh, situations is that it just still mm -hmm. made me worry anyway. I was cringing for much of it because I saw myself about to wildly swing something. I'm like, I'm gonna hit Dan in the face, and he's gonna have to pretend like he got hit less hard than I actually hit him. Yeah, that was my yeah, fear with the, with the with the golf club. Yeah, say yeah. Uh, there, there. Uh, we'll talk about this other sketch sometime before, <laughs> but the one right before it, uh, Mike swings. Uh, we use this, uh, uh, God, yellow stick. That was for construction. We would, if you whipped it in the air, it made a perfect sound, and it is still reusable to this day. Um, in this last video, the video before that, Mike swings it dangerously close to you, and it makes the noise, and it's indoors, and it's like, oh mm -hmm. fuck. So that's what I sort of figured was going to happen in this, and it's mostly it's just a, a parody of kung fu movies, of which, by the way, I'd never seen a kung fu movie. I'd seen kung fu movie parodies, and so that's what I was doing. I actually watched a bunch. They used to be on on like Saturday, like matinee type things. Mm -hmm. They would have that or westerns. Sure. So I've actually seen a lot of them. Okay. I don't think I truly understood them. Like sure. I don't think I directly like sat down and watched. Right. They would yeah, be yeah, on yeah. the TV while we're d I was playing with something else or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what have you. That's really funny because I it's it's a whole there's so many of these gaps that I just oh I, I just saw have. a lot of Godzilla type movies too oh those, sure those that kind of matinees mm -hmm. it's um, like on USA or something and they're, they're basically we're swinging a bunch of weapons at each other pretending to hit one another falling taking some pretty good falls I'll give us ourselves some credit for that um, and towards the end when I have supposedly defeated you after I keep my foot on your butt and I hold the thing I remember shooting this a little bit mm -hmm. uh, I remember specifically deciding whether or not I should put my bare foot on your butt which by the way I never wore socks I'm wearing tie-dyed sweatpants that are at this point probably five years old I'm wearing a shirt mm -hmm. that is basically I still own that shirt I think <laughs> a shirt that is falling off my body practically I look greasy it's the grossest thing but anyway I defeat you and then I grab um, a large broom 
that I could have just sweeped against your leg like I did, but I at some point just sweep it up your body and almost into your face. And that's why mm-hmm. you might have heard me say, oh, disgusting, as I was watching it because I was ashamed <laughs> that I did that to you. You very much better fighter than me. Oh, I know. Deserve live. Okay, kill me now. No, I'm joking. Ah. One really funny part to me, though, is the very. <laughs> I know you were trying to you're trying to get Mike to stop recording, <laughs> but he was in the process of going through however many sub menus you needed to go to to set up that final joke where it just uh-huh. pops congratulations up on the screen. And I think it was a pre-populated title that my dad had already yeah. put in there, and yeah. he picks the perfect one, even if he just picked the first. It was so funny, and him laughing at his own <laughs> joke was just fucking priceless ah that that sold the whole thing for me because the rest mm-hmm. again, but although again i think we're we're not too bad at our stunt work our stunt work is okay mm-hmm. um can't I, do it now my body's too broken but i was gonna say then. i was gonna say we'd be pretty slow to do it or i'd be like all right shoot we'd be on stage like we've ever done this on stage but we'd be on stage and be like, all right damn we're gonna do a fake fight and you'd be like i'm gonna sit down for this i think that's i have been i have happened. been fought and shot on stage mm-hmm. in college when mm-hmm. i did um Suburbia. Suburbia, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you died in that show? Yeah, they, they end up accidentally shooting the Indian or Pakistan. I th- think he actually was Indian. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, grocery store worker, 7-Eleven worker. Oh, okay. Who I was. Right. Oh, okay. Did I see that? No, I still don't think I've seen that show. I, I think don't think you saw that one. That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. So you have been shot on stage, but I'm just saying now you'd you'd, you'd have to take it sitting down, and I'd have to like come to your chair and <laughs> punch you. You'd be like, ow, 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 ow. ow. You at least ow. spin the chair. Stay away from that shoulder. Stay away from that shoulder. Oh yeah, ow. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be difficult too. Um, um, but that you were talking about the uh, the little that little rod, yeah, that orange reflector rod. I don't know what it's called. I had I kept that. Mm-hmm. I had that in my house in Oneonta, mm-hmm. and that is actually the sound effect of the axe flying through the air in the oh, Lizzie yeah. Borden sketch. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, I, I couldn't so, remember which one it was specifically on there, but yeah, but that's so it's got Funk. it's got a bit of a history in the Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour canon. I love it. Do you still have it, or did you eventually? I do get not. It? I could. I brought like nothing with me when I went to L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. I've kept very although most of my stuff is still back there. Like your sword is still. My mom has your sword. Mm-hmm. My mom has that sword. Um, and one of the Freds, one of the Fred things, the one with shoulders on it. Uh, maybe a few other things like that. And every time she's like, you know, when you come out, you can dig through the stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, yes, but also I don't know. Like I've done this and I'm, you know, <laughs> we had a whole thing. I, You know, I had to go through getting all of our archives back. You know, worried that they would be covered in piss smell, and thank God they weren't. Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that was a problem in and of itself. And now, like, our stuff's whatever's left is sitting in a garage outside and being eaten by mice, probably. You know, mm-hmm. so I have to debate whether or not I care enough about any of that stuff, or just let it go, Dan. Let it go. What's your drink sponsor this week? I have uh, just the truly lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I decided I was going to like mix some vodka with my normal like soda, but mm-hmm. I've had soda today. I didn't want any more caffeine. Um, what am I doing? Oh, good. Uh, I'm going to show you very quickly. Um, can you, is this what you see? The beer, the, the vodka that I do. That the is Crystal the vodka. Palace. Yep. Crystal yep. Palace. So that's the cheap vodka. I got this giant yep. bottle for $11. Yep. So there you go. Um, and so that is what I have today and I'm going to mix it 
with this, which is fizzy water that I mixed Gatorade Zero into, which oh, I sort of did the other day kind of on accident. Um, uh, and it tasted okay, but I'm going to try it's like first. Gatorade LaCroix. Is that basically exactly. what that is? I was like, I was like, I figured Dan's got to, I have not, still haven't had a hard seltzer. So I'm going to have my own version. I am, however, going to do a shot of this cheap vodka first. Is that vodka yellow or is that just a No, glass? no, this is a little, oh, you can't see it. Let's see. Oh, it's like a little barrel. It's cute. And this was in the house already. And I'm like, I've been wanting to drink out of one. I just, it's, oh boy. So like vodka. That's not a vodka for shooting probably. No, probably not. But. (laughs) (laughs) That was a legitimate reaction. That is, that went, hmm, that was in the nose. It has a flavor, and then that's that's like that's bad news number one. Like if the vodka's got enough where you really would call it a flavor beyond the alcohol, I feel oh, that's ooh, called baby. the the lining of your throat. Yeah, yeah, that's the flavor that I'm getting. Um, so let's pour a little bit of this delicious. So, how many of those Trulies do you have sitting around at any at any given point? How many are you buying? You buy a twelve pack? I buy a, I buy a twelve pack. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How much is a twelve pack of Truly Run? About 15 bucks, 15, 16. Okay. That makes sense. So it's about what a beer would be. Um, Yeah. It's not really significantly different. Smell wise, thank God the vodka is disguised. (laughs) Um, How is that? That is palatable. Okay. So that was my fear is that maybe this cheap vodka would somehow not go well with something that covers it up. But this is a light enough flavor. Or that is to say, it is a light flavor, but it still covers mm-hmm. it up enough that that is okay. Good. So there we Good. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very blue. It looks like that uh, that Kool Aid, or that yeah. What was that blue Kool Aid that we had in the eighties and the nineties? Oh, what was oh, the flavor? So let's see. There's Purple Source Rex. There oh. was Strawberry <laughs> Falls Punch. <laughs> what was the blue one? It is the. Uh, I will say the flavor of that is like the memory of my childhood, very much so. Not a lot of things, but we drank a lot of that in Lauren's. I mean, there was blue raspberry, but I feel like there was one that was flavored. It, and like it was like had a funny name. Yeah, because this was blue raspberry-ish. What I'm thinking of, but I don't think that was like the name of it. Let's see. Do we have cool? Oh my, Dan, my throat <clears throat> hates me right now. Uh, Let's see. Do they have a list of just all the old blue flavors? What is this one? This is an octopus on it. Where'd it go? Hmm. Oh, this. Th- oh, this one was a color-changing one called Great Blue Dini. I've not had berry that. Berry blue, ice blue raspberry lemonade. That might be it. Yeah. The ice. The ice blue might be why I think of that color as ice mm. blue. Yeah, the island twists. I used to get the island twists a lot. Island twist. That also sounds familiar. Wait, great, great blue Dini. I I got. I remember getting that. One. Oh, you did get that. That's the change, the sure. color changing one, right? Probably. From what I can see, oh, there's many different blue ones. Hmm. Hmm. Well, now I'm now I'm not convinced that what, but it probably was like a blueberry or a raspberry lemonade or a blue raspberry lemonade, whatever the hell you probably. said. Probably. It it's a it's it's a good memory. It's delicious. Oh, but that blue Dini shit's been around a long time, huh? Hmm. So when did it change color? Did it change color once the cold water went into it or once any water? Yeah, went I think into it? I think the way it worked is that the powder was a different color than what it was. Oh, oh yeah. He, oh, I remember all these. There's Purple Saurus Rex, mm-hmm. Sharkleberry Finn, <laughs> Great Blue Dini, Pink Swimmingo, Rockadile Red. I remember all of those. <laughs> oh, man. Sharkleberry Finn. I remember that. Yeah. Sharkleberry Finn pomegranate sawyer i can't think of any other <laughs> mark twain related ones oh mark twain mark twain Wait, they mark. brought them back are they still back uh-oh you know they what this them, means this article's from 2014 you know what this means dan you have to make the black kool-aid again oh no <laughs> i challenge you this i'm is pretty like sure purple source works was a heavy contender in oh sure like a really dark grapey flavy yum 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 what would it take for you to make and drink the black Kool-Aid again? With sugar in it this time. <laughs> I allow you to put sugar in it. If they bring it back, that's like, is it actually still back? Or is Dan, it just... Dan's avoiding this, the, the question. Like I a, need, I, it's not worth answering if I can't get it. If you can't get Purple Saurus Rex in order mm-hmm. to make it part of... Okay. 
What fl- now? You said you mixed all the flavors. Uh, they have them in the jammers, which are just like the fruit pouches. Oh, okay, okay. Weird. The fuck is a jammer? Now I'm now I I said okay, like I understood you, but I'm realizing I don't know what that is. What is a Kool Aid jammer? See, this is this is all. Oh, it. those things. Okay, they're like in a, those okay. wasteful bottles. I remember. So those. what they're saying, what this person says, is that Purple Source Rex is just grape lemonade. Okay. So if you make a Kool-Aid using, oh well, yeah, I there's a great there's grapes and lemons on the package that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you can make your own purple source Rex by just mixing grape and lemonade. Okay, you can do that. We got that so far. Strawberry. Oh, it was like everything. So you just basically you go to the store and you buy one of everything and mix it all together. That's what. Right. Black Kool-Aid is purple source Rex, strawberry suitcase, banana bomb. <laughs> Uh, orange. Uh, you glad I didn't say banana, which is actually just much. a banana which flavor is weird. as well. Yeah, it's so confusing. But it's <laughs> only got a picture of an orange on it, which is fucking will throw you. Yeah, it's it's like that blue dini, but it's just like a fake out, just a shitty fake it's out. Just, it's just a straight up lie. Mm-hmm. It's just a lie of a mm-hmm. drink. White punch, which was just sugar, just sugar, <laughs> just sugar. <laughs> you used you used four times as much sugar than recommended. <laughs> oh God. Like it, tr- it goes from being like a solution to being a suspension because there's just so much sugar that it, the water literally can't absorb it all. Oh, it's so You have crunchy. to shake it every time because the sugar settles to the bottom. The drink's so thick it chews. Um, well, what, Dan? Dan. 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 Yeah. Dan. Dan. What's up? What's Dan, up? Dan. Yeah. Dan, what's new? Dan. Um, uh, it's been very busy at work mm-hmm. with the rollout. Sure. Hammering, you know, down issues that come up as is expected with a new thing. Right. Um, so thank goodness there's a three day weekend. Oh yeah. That's a thing. Need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Skeeter started, uh, stealing Aries yarn again. So I think she's feeling better. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> The other, the other morning, I, I'm out, like, putting all their food together, and mm-hmm. I see her hop up on the table, mm-hmm. pick up Aerie's ball of yarn that she was she was using when we were playing D&D, mm-hmm. and just run off with it. And I'm like, where are you going? And she's under the table with it, like, bunny kicking it. I'm like, you cannot take this one. This is an oh active project. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking great. Oh, so, well, that's good to hear. I mean, I like hearing that she's got energy. But now two of our cats have those that squinty eye, like conjunctivitis going oh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you have to do for that? Is that still just uh, supplements? like goop you put in their eye. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little ripping of goop. We Ugh. still have some because Goob had that, uh-huh. and he must have given that to Shuri and. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, because it is communicable, huh? Forgot about that. And they like each other, so they clean each other when they're okay. not feeling well, and All of right. course, so then they're just like freaking. <laughs> Exchanging diseases that that'll yeah. happen. Yum yum. <laughs> I mean, of all the diseases, that's just a, probably more irritating than anything. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goopy eyeball. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Rule thirty-four. Um, one of the one of the garbage pail kids climbed over to my lap for me to pet them for a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, running good. off. Okay, so they're hide. still still real, real shy. I like that they're the garbage. Yeah, they they come out of the room a lot now though. Like okay. they're always coming out of the room. So mm-hmm. it's definitely an improvement. They're mm-hmm. getting they're getting better, a lot better. Yeah. That's good. And and they're fine with the other cats. They play with the other cats. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, not a whole heck of a lot is different. Sure. We finally, as you're fully aware, finally recorded an episode of O D and D since June. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a minute. We're very bad at this. Now, to be fair, literally right after June, I started moving. So I guess that's why. Yeah, there why. was the, your move. There's me, Alarathon. Skeeter yeah. came down with her thing. I yeah. had a lot of work going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, there was just a lot happening, and it's just didn't have spoons to do things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That We did do an extra short. So is this going to be just a one-off episode? This this one that we just did, or are you going to cut it into a few or, or two? Or uh, I've been because I've been moving to an um, every other week mm-hmm. schedule for each of our shows. Mm-hmm. 
um like it's just one one show like basically it's once a month so i'm just doing okay. the whole thing as an episode that makes sense right and so we'll probably be doing a fistful of dice recording soon so i mm-hmm. can release that on the next release schedule yeah get that back we recorded one of those in last month mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's been a lot of busy people on that end and then sure. we need to do a kids on bikes we need to finish that up <laughs> oh yeah yeah, but we're probably one or do you think we're going to in one more shot? Like, do you think like, we'll do it? Likely either one or two more episodes. <laughs> okay. But it really depends on what you guys do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like shit's coming to a head with where that's going. The police are looking for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that our <laughs> surprises for you are the fact that we are a fucking terrible mismatch of a group or that we're a really good match of a group? Because I think we work well together, but I do think we also get way off the rails like that. <laughs> so what is it? I think I I'll be honest for I think for most tabletop gamers uh-huh. you guys are typical. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> That's fine. why there is the meme of the the whole like they'll have the DM mm-hmm. had like drawn out this whole map, right? <laughs> yeah. And they have like these books of pages for all the things but they like but they haven't done anything in the south part of the map. Mm-hmm. And then the the players go Let's go south. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Okay. But okay. So I've never asked you about the mechanics of this. Does that then become an improv session for you? Like, or is that against like the spirit of being a DM? Like, cause you have to improv as an NPC, but what about like literal plot? Uh, so the, cause I'm using modules. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have source material to refer to. Okay. That but, makes sense. Um, the majority of what a DM does mm-hmm. is improv. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, with a module, I know like here's the rooms and what's in those rooms and mm. that kind of a thing. But as far as, unless you guys do exactly, unless the person who made that module can think of literally anything any person can think of, mm-hmm. which obviously is not a thing. Uh huh. There's always a spirit of, of winging it involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all that the modules allow me to do is that as far as NPC motivations and some of the background plots and stuff, I don't have to invent those on the fly. I've got mm-hmm. some reference points. Okay. So that, that allows me to have a little bit less required prep time, but most like the, there's some full sandbox games out there and yeah. the DMS literally do just, just wing it. Like they've got an outline of here's like five things that could happen wherever they go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just wing it. I actually did one of those with Aerie and Kimberly in in 4E. Mm-hmm. That went crazy. They ended up doing a jailbreak. <laughs> and then they ended up... There was a point where they thought that they had, like, banged the old lady that was in the prison because of something Kimberly's character said. <laughs> those two. And, it, and that turned into, like, a whole thing. No, and, how can you do a game with just those two? That seems like you're asking for punishment in a good way. Like, they both feel like they would be off the rails very... They're each like, playing three characters, too. If if I want to, like, pick anything about the two of them, one of them, Kimberly, is super committed to, like, the feel of her character. She's better mm-hmm. at that, way better at that than I am, even though I am a supposed actor. But she's got theater background. And Ari, who also has a theater background, is just, like... She is pure chaos no matter what she plays. <laughs> she has been chaos in everything I've ever played. And no disrespect, it's just her method of playing mm-hmm. is chaos. And That's mine weird. is make a bunch of jokes and then wait to see if something I sort of understand about the game might turn into a trick I can play <laughs> on everybody else. That's usually my method <laughs> is I wait. I'll make a few jokes, see what happens. Like, can I, can I do this? trick and you're like yeah it's on your piece of paper there idiot and i'll be like okay let's do this (laughs) trick and then it turns into a thing so Mm -hmm. i don't know i find it fun it is like and i now see why comedy people and improvisers love dnd it makes sense it's another way to get out whatever that energy is exactly i don't don't know what that is though i guess it's just play energy is probably all it It is is. it's It's just play it's play energy dnd gives you you know tabletops games give you a structure which Mm -hmm helps you know oh, that's yeah. the who what where mm-hmm. of an improv show right yep. give me a place give me a person give me a job mm-hmm. that's, that's why, what tabletop yeah. games give you that's why i'm the kind of person who would honestly there's part of me that would prefer to go back to cable so that i don't have to make the choice for myself Just like, this is <laughs> on okay i'm stuck here great i can sit and i can officially zone out because i'm not responsible Just for having go, made the choice for what's on tv this is the go problem to pluto.tv 
Yeah, I do. Sometimes that really helps, especially just to put on the fucking MST3K channel. Yeah, Good to and go. it's got it's got the ads just like cable. Yep. So <laughs> just get a little high and watch MST3K on there, and it's just which was would have been the one thing I was missing from when I was a teenager. But I don't. My brain did not need to be high. I was yeah, yeah. fucked beyond belief anyway. So it didn't it didn't matter. <laughs> Every time I think back to MST3K, I think back to us. Uh, obviously, we discovered it late. But, or I discovered it late, sorry, you exposed me to it late probably because I think you watched it before I did. Yeah, because I I think I discovered it more on um, when they were doing repeats of Joel's stuff on USA late at night. Okay, all right, yeah, I definitely That's where I discovered it, and then it came back to to sci-fi, and that's when it started coming on Sunday mornings. That makes sense, okay. Because then I would watch it, whatever the fuck it was, I would come over and we'd watch it together. There and was a lot of times where I spent the night at your house on Saturday so we uh-huh. could both get up at 10 a.m. to watch it on Sunday. Oh, my God. Really? That's uh-huh. so funny. We would put it on on that little TV up in your attic. Why does everybody else have a better memory for all these specifics? <laughs> either, I'm, either I'm a heartless goon or I just have no memory for... I, I think it's more I block things out uh, regardless of... <laughs> it would be literally like the first thing we did in the morning. We'd That's wake so up funny. and just watch MST3K. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I the one thing that I miss about being... Uh, as a grown-up, the one thing I miss uh, about being a teenager, and I try not to get excessively nostalgic about anything, but I do miss sleepovers uh, being a thing that you do with your friends. I miss that <laughs> very much. Now, to be fair... Still have had plenty of those with you and with other friends, but like it's still like a thing that I wish wasn't like I don't want to say taboo because that makes it sound sexual. I'm just saying like I wish it weren't like this weird thing that we that we don't. I get it. people have kids, but you could still have a sleepover. Whatever. I'm just saying I miss sleepovers. That's all I miss. Yeah. I mean, when I lived in L.A., I would do that all the time at Kate's house. Go over there, get yeah. crunk, pass out on the couch, throw up sure. in the sink. It was a great time. <laughs> Jesus I only did that once. Sure. It was sure. horrible. Yeah. Too many. In too the many. sink? She would, that was the only option I had. Because remember, their bathroom was in uh-huh. their room. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it was just a one bedroom apartment. That's, um. okay. Yeah. And I had to jump over some, one of their other friends who was in a sleeping bag on the floor. <laughs> um, but what happened was that's, Kate had discovered that you can make really cheap margaritas by just putting tequila and popsicles into a blender. Oh no! Dan. And I drank like nine of those. But they went down easy. Went uh, down fucking man. easy. And then oh no, that was a that that hit a limit for me. That's we well, yeah. Well, your limit is hard to judge, and obviously that changes with age. It changes with all kinds. of Well, I think with the Ozempic, I like I can't drink much at all anymore. Oh really? Because. And I, I was trying to figure out what I was trying to figure out why I haven't been able to drink as much and mm. still get so drunk. And I think mm. it's the Ozempic because its job mm-hmm. is to slow my digestion. Okay, which means I am slowing down my mm-hmm. absorption of stuff, including alcohol. Alcohol. Okay. Which what, no wait the Ozempic is for which? What is that the, for? Well, the Ozempic is for my diabetes because okay. it slows down I digestion, so. which means uh-huh. I get less sugar into my system in one go. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So I'm less likely to be um, hypo- hypoglycemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Huh. But I then know. one of the side effects of it is that I don't need to eat as much. Okay. Or don't feel the need to eat as much, I should sure. say. Sure. Right? I don't have to scarf stuff down anymore. Oh. I'm down to 215. Shit. Wait. What? How much of a drop is that? I started at 248. Oh shit! That's yeah. How long ago was this? Uh, let's see. Probably, probably around the start of the year. Jesus Christ! Okay, like that is that. That's like, that's like. Uh, if anybody could be successful on a diet level, like mm-hmm. which, by the way, it's almost impossible to be successful on a diet. Yeah, because it's literally all it's doing is just changing how much I want to eat. Sure, it's all it's doing. I would, I would kill for that. <laughs> Dan, Dan, last night. I had like, <laughs> I had a fifth of a gummy, which is what I can normally handle. And, <laughs> and I counted the the number of times I got up for snacks and it was at least a dozen. Damn. <laughs> what is, oh, yeah, God. I'm finding like I go to, we'll go to Chipotle and I just won't, I'll just get the bowl because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need the tortilla. That's empty space. Mm-hmm. I won't eat bread anymore wow. because I'm like, I don't really need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I would, I would kill for that. I'd I'm still not kill. interested in eating fucking salads, though. I look at them and go, no, I don't <laughs> eat that. No. 
I mean, well, I fucking get thank that. you. I'm a vegetarian, and I, it takes a lot unless it's like a special, a real super special salad. It's hard for me to get fucking a boner for a salad. It's difficult. <laughs> <sighs> it have to be most of the time uh, the best salads are shitty for you they're slathered in dressing or they have like mm-hmm. whatever oh yeah chop up some prime rib and throw that in some leaves there you go that's you know it's like it's always the worst salads that yeah. are the best <laughs> you know what i have found i really like on a salad though what's that sunflower seeds yeah i can no that's good those it, are some texture really like those on the, it, that's what it is it's the texture and just a little mm-hmm. bit of that flavor i really mm-hmm. like it there's probably some protein. I don't even know. I don't even know. There's if they're protein. They're fatty nuts, as fuck, but, but I don't know but about not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I can see that as a as a good way to trick yourself into believing you like a salad for five mm-hmm. seconds. I get it. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. I can't stick. Like I can stick to a lot of things and eat the same thing every day. Um, my delightful wife can eat the same thing every day without complaining, and I can't. I don't get it. I don't understand what that is. Um, we have different brains in that way. Yeah, it's a it's an ADHD thing for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's one of the a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of ADHD people talk about that. Yeah, same thing with watching the same show over and over and over again uh-huh. is also a, a symptom of that. No, that the I comfort can do. of that. Yeah, that I can do. Yeah, <laughs> I watch Parks and Rec now about sixteen times all the way through. Like I'm surprised Kimberly and I haven't started a Parks and Rec podcast because I know <laughs> Seriously, how many right? times she's rewatched it. I know. I can tell. Uh, I, I, I know her rhythms as a human and I also know the many times she's referenced the show and I'm just oh, like, Oh, that's, yeah, that's eh. her thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That or like the ones it's funny cause news radio is my favorite pod, uh, podcast, idiot, favorite TV show. But then like the, I've not seen it as many times as parks and rec community. I've watched all the way through two or three times, but listened to on top of that, another probably dozen cause I fall asleep to mm-hmm. community all the time now. I don't know why. Because, you know, because I can picture it. And then my brain's yeah. just like, yeah, that's fine. I've got it going. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do a thing? Oh, this is insane. So I apologize for this insanity in advance. Uh, I will listen to the show. And then, oh, what happened the other night is I was listening to one. Because, you know, this, this show can get intense and weird. There was mm-hmm. one where clearly something in the plot needed um, 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 Annie. What's the actress's name? Allison Brie. Yeah. Um, to scream bloody murder and I was trying to fall asleep and that happened in my ear because I only had one earbud in. I was like, fuck. And uh, that happened. But what I sometimes will do is sit and after I'm done and I've hung up the, I've clicked the, it, it turned, I'm drunk. Oh, Jesus. I've turned off the show. Um, uh-huh. I, I will try and think like, can I envision my own fake episode? Like, do I have the <laughs> rhythms in my head to envision a whole episode of community? And I'll usually get an act into any TV show, especially if I've been listening to it. Have you ever done that, Dan? Or am I just insane? Uh, kinda. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. You can just say not no. not lately. I think yeah. when I was younger, what I used to actually do, mm-hmm. um, in high school is mm-hmm. you know I would I would listen to the radio while sleeping, uh-huh. and in in a half asleep phase I would dream like try to picture the band playing the music like how their hands have to move on okay. the piano yeah, or yeah, the yeah. guitar to to do the stuff right yeah. up and then all that. It's fucking great. I love that. Do you... Okay, what kind of a dreamer are you? We've literally never talked about our dreams together, Dan. This is a new moment in our friendship. What what kind of a dreamer are you? I don't know what that question even means. You answer that however, <laughs> whatever it means to you. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I, it's changed over the years. Uh-huh. Um, I used to be a very lucid dreamer. Yep, yep. Um, now I know that's probably because of my apnea and improper sleeping. Is that what it is? <laughs> that might explain why I haven't had a lucid dream in a couple of years. Mm-hmm, oh no. Mm-hmm, oh my God. Mm-hmm. CPAP has fixed it. It's because you're both mostly suffocating. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, but I still have occasional dreams of just, I don't know, like I don't remember them, like because they're not lucid and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them as well anymore after I'm awake. Sure. But it's usually involves something in my life mm-hmm. some way shape or form i have been having unending even though i've told myself i'm over the stress of the move which I, I i like really began like two months before the actual move like all the packing up that i had to do and physical mm-hmm. stuff i had to do that i am not attuned for my body can't handle i had to unpack our whole fucking storage facility on my own um and bring it to the house and then mm-hmm. load it onto the truck um i didn't do all the loading but whatever um, 
I've been having so many stress dreams about moving that are not directly related to this. Obviously, I live in a different place, but it's this place, but it's not this place, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And like it involves like I'm in a different country, but I have to go pick up all my stuff from this other building and move it to another building. I've still been having a lot of stress dreams. But the weirdest dream that I've had in the last, and I think it was still in L.A., uh, that I don't even remember. I obviously can't remember the plot of the dream, but I know that I was in my kitchen slash living room, and my wife was over here, and I knew I was in, like a fucking time travel portal showed up mm-hmm. and I knew that I was going to start time traveling and I'm standing there and I'm preparing for it. And I look down at my feet and my feet are slowly moving and my whole body is slowly. And the thing is like, and I get sucked in and I can feel it go past my face, like in a sci-fi movie. And it's the most <laughs> intense thing I've ever felt in my life. It felt like I was being sucked through time. And there's, there is a serious part, a part of my brain, my medulla oblongata or whatever, that is convinced that I have probably traveled through time in my sleep at some point. Because it was the most real thing I've ever felt. <laughs> and also, how would I know that that feels real? Because um, yeah. it, it was intense. It's one of I the think, weirdest I think the most recent dream that I remember that's probably a stress dream like that kind mm-hmm. of a thing um was uh i was at school mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't know what classes i had Ugh. Ugh. and i didn't have my schedule and apparently it was halfway through the year and i had been missing a class or something yeah 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 fuck that no <laughs> no because it's just a, it's mm. a dream of like loss of control or something sure like that, which Big makes time. sense with what was going on at work with all the mm-hmm. craziness happening and right. Skeeter and all that. I mean, those dreams, they say that if you, not to bring up a thing with you, Dan, but if you lose your teeth in a dream, that that's also like kind of roughly. Oh, yeah. I used to have that thing. dream a lot. Oh. Like my gums would be gray and melting and my teeth would be falling out in them. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't great. Have you ever had the dream where your dick falls off? Because I've absolutely had that dream. I've not had that. I've had that happen a few times. <laughs> those, are, uh, those are scary dreams. I usually have pee dreams and then realize I really have to pee. Yep, sure. Yeah, I had those. Uh, I'm like, up. okay, I was five seconds away <laughs> well, from actually peeing in yep, that dream because yep. there's always something that's keeping you from being able to pee. Sure. That's the whole point of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you real, and then you're just about to pee, and then you wake up and go, "Oh, sh- I have to pee." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, you. You pee in your dream. You pee in real life. Just, yep. just like they always say in the movies. Uh, <laughs> why hasn't that been a thriller that gets made? <laughs> you don't understand. I've just done the math. If you pee in a dream, you pee in real life. That can't be true. And then somebody like willingly gets sucked under to experience pee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, no shame about it, because uh, the doctor told me it was normal. I pissed the bed till I was fifteen. Those dreams did not stop. I, they're supposed to. They're te- they're trying to tell you to wake up, but in the dream, it was like, oh, I guess I gotta piss. I'll yeah. go. I'll just go. I'm good. And the doctor's like, no, basically just do kegels and you'll be fine. Um, so, you know, you just got to tighten them muscles and you're good to go. So if there's any adults out there still pissed the bed, tighten your kegels. Just, just, just yank it. Or jerk off a bunch. Yeah, right you got to edge yourself. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just, I'm it's almost the, there. Oh. So the, the science says that if you pee to bed, it's because mm. you jerk off too quick. Take your time. Ah. Enjoy it. I'm curious, like, what kind of <laughs> pee control um, pencil Dan has. Because, oh, God, why did I say his name? I don't know, Jay. I feel like you're asking for trouble. I'm getting a call, Dan. Of course you are. Hello? (laughs) Sound it out! (laughs) Oh, God, it's like a dike leaking, Jay. (laughs) Oh, no. It's like a dike leaking. He should put his finger in it. (laughs) Oh, God, he's got one of those big pencils. (laughs) No! It's not even sharpened! Stop it! Turn it off, Jay! Okay, 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 bye! Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dan. Oh, my um, God. That was like one of the novelty pencils, like the one-inch round ones. Yeah, that's that's no good. That's no good. Where it says, like, Bronx Zoo on it or whatever. And it's got a a plastic cap on the end of the the sharpened end just Mm -hmm. so I guess you don't stab yourself or... Like on the way home because you'll be carrying it on the bus, and then by the time you get home, you don't even care that you have it anymore. One exactly. Yep. One of those situations. One of those very specific. I've never been to the Bronx Zoo. I don't even know where the Bronx is. Canada. What? <laughs> like Wyoming? <laughs> Bronx, Wyoming. Bronx, Wyoming. <laughs> that was a good Hey, note. I'm bison here. <laughs> Did you just say, hey, I'm bison here? 
Yeah. Jesus Christ. You didn't even try. <laughs> I did not. I did not try at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. No, it's good. That's what I admire about this show. <laughs> uh, weird, small little thing, Dan. You know, I've got my three monitor set up. I didn't realize until today what the purpose of setting it up so that the monitor would be in the middle of the two would be so that, that my mouse actually pans evenly across all oh, three you didn't monitors. have that set up yeah i didn't think about it that way <laughs> i had it so it was up or down so it was like uh, uh, i had to watch my mouse go in a weird way but um mm. yeah that's uh, uh i'm just gonna write down i'm bison here because i'm pretty sure that's the name of the episode <laughs> um but uh yeah i don't know i don't know what to tell you dan about what i don't know the bronx the br- i'm bronx i'm uh i haven't bison. been this drunk in a bit this is uh, a thing. Uh, so Tonight, yes. Aaron and I will probably uh, be streaming the new Psychonauts, because that came Ooh. out on the 24th of August, apparently, and that's available on Xbox Game Pass. Ooh. How do you... Wait, how do you play that, then? Do you have an Xbox? No, uh, X- so Xbox is now just Microsoft's term for games. So you have an Xbox app on your computer that you can But they do still make Xbox games. consoles, oh, right? Yeah. Actually, but, what they're doing with Windows 10 now uh-huh. is that if you buy a game, like, Psycho- mm-hmm. let's say I bought Psychonauts, I can mm-hmm. play it on both the PC and the console. Hmm. I just basically buy a license for whatever it's on that's okay. Microsoft-based, which is kind of a cool thing. No, and it Xbox is cool. Xbox actually has the ability to stream from your computer now, too. Like, Windows okay. can stream to an Xbox, so oh. you can actually have a, a PC only game that you could play on your Xbox and stuff like that. Okay. So it's kind of cool. Kinda no, cool. that's good. I mean, that's... But the, the, yeah, the Xbox game pass is like mm-hmm. one of those things where like certain games are available for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. as part of a subscription. Mm-hmm. And the new Psychonauts is uh part of that right now. So we're going to play that. That's dope. Before we can afford to actually buy it. Cause we will well, sure. put actual money towards it. Sure. Cause that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do that with Rift tracks. Yes. I pay the $5 a month for the Rift tracks friends, but at the same time in the, I still buy riff tracks mm-hmm. to own them sure i understand that to give them that extra money sure yeah so that'll be fun we'll be streaming that tonight probably i wonder how that will be sober to watch i've never played psychonauts it looks like a cool game it's yeah it plays with like the whole like psychological thing you know because the whole point is that they go into people's brains mm-hmm. that's what a psychonaut does mm-hmm. and so every you know level is whatever is related to that particular person's brain so like okay you go through basic braining because it's like a military kind of thing like they're training for it so that you go through basic braining which is the tutorial kind of thing and you go into this sergeant's head and so it's like a world war ii type level mm-hmm. and then there's um, at least in the first game i'm sure they'll have some similar things in the second game they're like 2d images you can pick up and they're mm-hmm. called figments of their imagination mm-hmm that and then um, you can find there's suitcases and tags and use those tags to attach it to their suitcases because that's their emotional baggage. Mm-hmm. And then you Love learn it. something about them from that. Mm-hmm. That's so that kind of a thing. Yeah. You'll be streaming that on twitch.tv slash Deco Miller if I'm not. I am. I, am. I intend to be. That sounds fun. What I will do is I will then uh, stream me watching you and making fun of you. No, I wouldn't do that. That's <laughs> terrible. I would stream myself if I if I participated in some way, which would be go over there, do that, that kind of thing. The helpful mm-hmm. backseat driving of gaming. It's what every gamer wants, right? Yeah, why not? We should get some old PS2 games so that you can play some PS2 games, and that's what I could backseat drive. Get some Final yeah. Fantasy VII or whatever, and then I watch you play that. I bought um, Final Fantasy IX, mm-hmm. um, and there's like a mod for it that upscales all the background images, so it looks mm-hmm. a little bit nicer. Yeah. Because uh, that's the one I never finished. Oh. Because I was I was on the third disc of four, mm-hmm. to give you context of how far into the story I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they came out with the Final Fantasy Chronicles. Okay. Which included Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, well, shit, I need a little bit of nostalgia. I'm going to play Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Remember that. So I was playing Chrono Trigger, and I got to a point where there's a point-eating contest at 65, 65 million BC. Uh-huh. And the game froze. So I restarted the, the console, mm-hmm. and my memory cards were wiped. Oh, <laughs> no. How did you react? Uh, I was heartbroken. I never played the game again. Mm, that's sad. And then years later, when mm-hmm. um, 
the game store went out of business, mm-hmm. uh, they had for sale this like uh, memory card reader thing that plugged into your com port. Uh huh. So I bought it for like five bucks, plugged mm-hmm. it in. It was able to read those memory cards. I was actually Ooh. theoretically able to recover the data, but at that point, it had been so many years since I played. I'm like, I don't even know the story anymore. Yeah, I'd yeah, have to yeah, start yeah. over anyway. <laughs> So I've been thinking about playing that, but I just All haven't right. had the. It's it's an RPG, so it, I need to be able to focus on it, and I just haven't had the mental wherewithal to do that. That's fair. I get that. Well, when you're ready, maybe maybe that becomes a J like to. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that. J likes, likes to, watch. to watch. That's what it's called. Here it is. I'm that. Uh, for all its cheapness, does the trick. Does the I'm trick? Does that. the job? That's that's what's that's what its goal is. King Crown Vodka. What's it called? Super Red Vodka. What's the name of it? Meyer brand. I got it at Meyer. <laughs> in case anybody's wondering, I got it at Meyer here in. It's not Meyer only though, because they have it at ours too. No, they have it everywhere. But I'm just it's letting like people Royal know. Royal Crown or something. Yeah, it's it's very similar to that words that you just said. Royal Crown but it's not Royal mm-hmm. Crown Review. It's not. Um, also, another game that I'm going to have to dust off yes. is uh, No Man's Sky just came out with a new um, update that has, like, full cities mm-hmm. kind of on planets instead of just individual little buildings Yeah, that you can basically become the mayor of and help grow. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like Mos Eisley kind of a thing. Ooh, okay. That seems like a lot of fun. Can I tell you something really funny? Hmm. Um, white nationalist Richard Spencer's organization has dissolved. His wife has divorced him, and he is facing trial next month in Charlottesville, Virginia, over his role in the deadly 2017 neo-Nazi march there. But he says he cannot afford a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my friend, one will be appointed for you. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be. <laughs> no money down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh god damn it that's works on collateral? No. Money down. <laughs> uh and then his lawyer turns around and punches him too. Right. That would be the funniest thing in the world. The yeah, punch. it would be I have oh. a feeling it would be hard to find a uh uh-huh. It's gonna be hard to find a jury too. Yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, that's funny. Oh boy. It'd be hard to find a jury in Montana because where are you gonna get twelve people? <laughs> no. <laughs> Small state, small state, Montana. Yeah, uh, try the. Try They're the all beef. on the western side of it. Try the beef. That's not even a joke that you do if you're trying to, to pretend to be a stand-up. Try the beef. It's always try the veal. If you're going to make the joke, say try the veal. I didn't. I said try the beef. That's apparently the fancy food at whatever place you mm-hmm. are performing your That's comedy a, at. It is a shithole that I'm performing at. <laughs> uh, it's it's. You it's, actually say beef with air quotes, like try the beef. It's Sir Ian McChuckle Nuts is where I normally perform. Oh, right. Okay. It is weirdly like, <laughs> what, here's what people understand. Uh, before you get in, it is kind of like, um, uh, what's the name of that re- that theme restaurant? It, it's basically, it, it's medieval times, but for stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so at Sir Ian McChuckle Nuts, uh, you pick a side. Um, uh-huh. and, that's, and that side is you pick one of the two comedians and they're both, uh, they, they both have, have like to a do joke off or yeah, yeah. They both joke off in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so they finish and then, and then yeah, you vote and then the, the thumbs weird up, part thumbs is down. exactly. And the person who wins, uh, legally is allowed to stab the other person to death, which is, it's an old establishment. Um, these, these, you know, if they were put in place before the laws uh, said they couldn't do it. So they've been allowed to continue doing it ever since. Yeah. Got their grandfather did. So visit Sir Ian McChuckle Nuts. Um, they're and all try over the beef and try the beef for the beef. <laughs> try the beef. Jesus fucking <laughs> Dan beef, uh, beef. Exactly. Thank you, Dan beef. Has anything else happened with me? I don't know. You didn't ask me, so I can't answer the question. Hey, Jay, what's up with you? Oh, man, thanks Asshole. so much for asking, you giant sack of shit. Um, oh, honestly, nothing, though. Like, why'd I have you ask me? It's mostly, you know what? Mostly doing stuff to keep keep busy and keep the place we are at right now clean or kept up. And then w- every once in a while, I'll go down in the basement, which is where we do the laundry. 
And I'll try and find some new shit to hang up in this room. There's going to be a point where it's going to be a glut. You can't see how much stuff is on the walls, but there's quite a bit of thing. This is on the walls. And I found some more just like yesterday that I get to hang on the walls. But it's the room is, I think, just big enough to hang things that make me feel important. Hmm. And then once that's done, I'll be good to go. I think. Well, my, I mean, I, I, I get it because our uh, there's very little space on our walls. Yeah. Well, one of your walls, though, to be fair, is a smart person's wall, a.k.a. a bookshelf, uh, of books that have actually been read. Um, I never read the books I buy half the time. I mean, I guess a lot of them have. Mm-hmm. Aries I just, can't promise all of them have. I know, but Aries is a more voracious reader than most she people is. that I've met. And, like, it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, she's doing the work for me. I don't need to read. Well, I've got here's, a friend who's doing it. There was, I, there was a TikTok that made me um, think the other day. Mm-hmm. Because it was about ADHD and trauma and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And they're like, did you used to read a lot? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, I used to just read all yeah. the time. As a little kid, never... I did all the time. Yeah. And they're like, and now you don't feel like you need to escape reality anymore, so you don't? I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never looked at it from that perspective. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I like being in the world I'm in for the most part. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's a fair, I mean, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> I, I, I've always been of the, like, there are some things that I own and wanted to read, but because I knew I was already writing something roughly in that vein, I'm like, I don't want to read it. I don't want to be influenced. I try not to be <laughs> that guy anymore, but like, I own all of John Hodgman's books, I think, mm-hmm. but I haven't read them because I was writing a fake history of the internet. And I've always written fake histories, and I'm like, I, I guess I'm not going to read it. But why did I keep buying them, I guess, is the question. <laughs> that I don't know. I'm also, like, doing a second history, fake history of the internet, because I realized I had a fair, spare 30,000 words sitting around, so I'm just going to just <laughs> repurpose those into a new book. I don't read enough, is what I'm saying. Get, mm. Let me show you the book that I've read recently. This is going to tie into a couple of my podcasts. And then make make anybody who hears this slash you very sad for me. Then. This book, Goober in a Nutshell, is by mm-hmm. George Goober Lindsay from Mandy Griffith. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast about it. But also it is a book that has inspired many of the people from News Radio. And the more you look into it, it's like, did they use some of this for Bill McNeil's backstory? Like, Probably. It's Dan, so I will just point this out. When, uh, and maybe I've mentioned this before, but like one of the things that I spoke to Joe Fury, one of the writers of news radio about, he's like, yeah, I just remember, he's like, I remember this being uh, there, there being this part, this one chapter where he just gets in a, he's just sitting there and all of a sudden John Denver or not John, Bob, Bob Denver walks up and punches him in the face for no reason. And it's not exactly that. However, if you look at this book with an eye towards, um, how much physical abuse Goob took over his whole life, buddy. I mean, I highlighted every time when he gets hurt and there's almost not a page goes by where he isn't injured or humiliated in some way. Mm-hmm. So therefore it's a fascinating, but this is the only, it was only released. So in it's what, my autobiography is what you're saying. It's very much your autobiography, except he was a l- lifelong. It was different people who did it to him as exactly opposed to just one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is fair. This is fair. Um, <laughs> but he was a sad sack and an alcoholic for a very long time. Mm. And um, weird weird guy. Weird guy. Uh, but interesting. And I, like, I, it's also written in a way where I'm like, well, I sort of feel for him. But I also he also is like, yeah, I was an asshole during this period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the most recent thing I've read, Dan. That's who uh, I am. For me, it's um, audiobooks when I'm tra- traveling for sure, work is sure. how I... And uh, I've I've basically there's this new newer author Becky Chambers and I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed her books. They're all they're science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of them are part of a part of a series, but it's not like it's more a, a series in that the universe is the common character per se. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a Woody okay. Allen movie where New York is the character. The yeah, because mm-hmm. it because ex- it, ex- it explores different facets of that you know universe that she's built sure um and then there was, but then she had a short story that was really fascinating that was not related to that at all mm-hmm. where they were it kind of i really liked that one because it reminded me of rama because the whole idea of it is that they went to this they were in stasis and they went to this this series of planets 
and found and were exploring the life on these different planets that mm. were completely unique to the environments there and mm. they had never discovered life elsewhere before kind of a thing mm -hmm. so it was like this cool exploration of of that from the perspective of people who didn't even think life could be anywhere else and then how unique it was that's kind of really like that and then the other one is her space her um Spacefarer series, which has different aliens and explores that culturally and stuff. Like, there's a species that doesn't have a gender mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of a thing, and Dope. or multiple genders, or they change over time, that kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. like, she uses G and Jir a lot because when you don't know a species' gender or whether or not a gender even applies, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's what she does with that. So it's kind Smart. of kind of interesting there. Mm -hmm. Like the first one explores the spaceship and then the, you know, and the crew on that, which has a few different races. And then the second one explores um, an AI mm -hmm. that became sentient mm -hmm. kind of a thing. And then the third one, um, humanity had basically destroyed the earth and kind of wallied away. Mm -hmm. And so it explores this life on this spaceship where because that's all they've ever known, they don't want to leave the spaceship sure yeah, yeah, and so it explores how life works on that because it's a closed ecosystem and mm -hmm. uh, aging hardware and in the universe humans are actually really young mm -hmm. um, as far as spacefaring goes so they aren't as advanced as most of the others so they're kind of almost second-class citizens compared to everyone else and all yeah. that kind of a thing and so they all kind of explore different things like that that's fun that yeah. sounds good so if you guys like sci-fi Mm -hmm. and good character because that's what she mostly focuses on check out becky chambers books i'm gonna tell everybody to check out a young and it's lady got good humor named lauren weston lauren weston writes a lot of fan fiction but other things but she also wrote this book which is entitled um, sometimes a drinking man which is a book that i wanted to write for a long time which is the autobiography of the character <laughs> bill mcneil on his radio and mm -hmm. it's great it is how many fucking pages long is it? Longer than I would have written because I wouldn't have the patience. 317 pages. But it also should be pointed out that um, Alan Rickert, uh, myself, and our co-host Jen are written into this book, which, I mean, come on now. Come on. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be written into a book. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's hilarious. And she somehow manages to do uh, do justice to news radio, which is hard because it's my favorite sitcom. And um, most of the time, I feel like I would be... Uh, Remit, I, I wouldn't want to um, deal with somebody who did fan fiction who wasn't me, but she did a very good job, and it's good. It sounds egotistical, but I'm saying for the most part, I don't think fan fiction for stuff that I like is ever very good, but she did a damn good job is what I'm saying. Sometimes a drinking man. It's a good book. It's a fun mm -hmm. book, and I'm in it briefly. Play his Am I his English teacher? I think my, his English teacher is named <laughs> Mr. Klom, if I'm not mistaken. Very nice. Something to that effect. Dan, what yeah. do you want to promote? Keeping in mind, this is coming out in like five weeks, but still. Well, at that at that point, there will be maybe at least one OD&D episode uh -huh, uh -huh. released. Um, probably a, a fistful of dice as well. So mm -hmm. go to odndpodcast.com. Mm -hmm. uh, check out twitch.tv slash dgomiller mm -hmm. um, and check that out. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm always streaming even when there's no one watching just because why not? Sure. Um, also, um, I'll have to give Jay a new link by then, but uh, check out our fundraiser for Skeeter because mm -hmm. she's dying and we need medicine for her. So if you go to bit.ly forward slash save Skeeter, that's bit.ly forward slash S-A-V-E-S-K-E-E-T-E-R. I will also promote that, but also, I don't know. Now it seems selfish, but go to StolenDress.com. That's where all my podcasts are. That's where all of our, all of our podcasts are. OD&D podcasts can be found there as well. A Fistful of Dice, Danny J's Comedy Hour, which is the one you're listening to. Comedy on Vinyl, which ends <laughs> soon. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, a professional blur, a podcast that I probably, there's possibly a podcast coming out about Detroiters. I mean, it's going to happen, but I just don't know exactly when because I'm trying to get people from the show on and I'd rather, but anyway, keep keep your eyes out for that. That exists. What, wait, what was the other, I just bought another domain and I forgot what it was for. <laughs> Hold on. I bet I got, I bet I got another domain for you guys to check out. That's really cool. It's all my podcast. We, oh no, I can't announce that yet, but 
I can say that uh, the show that I'm in, a drinking game, is coming to Detroit once it is safe to go out and do live shows, which, in my opinion, it's not yet. So probably another year. But keep your eye, keep your eye on this space. Is what I'm saying. Dan, what do you mm-hmm. want to leave people with this this week? Uh, well, just uh, you know, just keep on bison on. God damn, that's that's ten times worse than what you did earlier. It um, really is. I'm going to tell people don't don't uh, sweep your friend's face. Don't sweep your friend's belly, but also don't sweep your friend's face because that's that's mean. And according to the sketch, it kills them. It also kills. Oh, yeah. You die at the end of that. That's weird. Congratulations. Call and leave us a voicemail at our new number, 208-739-9759. That's 208-SEXY-SLY. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 725165, Berkeley, Michigan, 48072. Goodbye, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!